Be'ez HaShem Parshas told us. So the Parsha this week tells us one of the very famous episodes of the story of Yaakov and Esav. Yaakov and Esav growing up. <coughs> as the Torah spells out at the beginning of the Parsha. We see the difference, the split in these twins, Yaakov and Esau. There's a difference between them. And the Torah spells out a very interesting Yisoyed this week, which I very much believe is the Yisoyed in life. And it's the Yisoyed that Be'ez HaShem, we can all try to work on each one according to his Madriga. The Torah says, the famous Misa, that Esau comes back. It's been a very hard day in the office. It's been difficult, killing animals, various other Averis that he was Isaac in. And Esau walks in. He sees Yaakov cooking something. He's a little bit hungry. It almost looks like supper time in the yeshiva. Give me the food. Where's the food? That's what we need. I'm hungry. Esau says, I'm hungry. Give me the red stuff. Just give me that schnitzel. Pass it on. Pile it up. That's all Esau is interested in. As the Torah says, I'm very, very tired. And that's where we get the name Edom for Esau. Unbelievable thing. Unbelievable thing. Continues the Torah. Very, very interesting. What's this? I'm going to die. What do I need this firstborn business for anyway? Totally useless to me. I'm going to die. I'm going to leave the world. There's no point. Rabbi said it's the most unbelievable episode in this week's parasha. Again, Esau comes in, he's hungry. It's been a hard day. He walks in, he sees Yaakov, his brother, is cooking something. Give me some of the stuff, I'm starving hungry. Sell it to me, no problem. I'll sell the fact of being a Bechor. I'm going to die anyway, who cares? I want to ask Rabbi Say three questions. Three questions on this week's parasha. On this, on this particular episode. Question number one. We know, anyone that learned various Mesechters, Bob Metziah, you learned Shulchan Aruch, you find there's a halacha called Oynah. What does Oynah mean? Oynah means overcharging. You're not allowed to overcharge somebody. You're not allowed. When you make a sale, you can charge the normal amount. You cannot overcharge. Now, basically, we have a question asked him before Shem over here. What's with Oynah? Unbelievable. He's selling the fact of being a Bechor for a bowl of soup? That's it? A whole bowl of soup for the fact of being a Bechor doesn't make sense. There's something that's not working over here. Question number one. Question number two. What's Yaakov telling Esau? What message is Yaakov telling Esau when he says to him, Vayoyme Yaakov, and he's talking to Esau, Michra Kayoim today. Sell today. What today? He wants the schnitzel. Give him the schnitzel. What today? Sell it today. Sell the Bechor. What's Kayoim? What's this Lashon Kayoim? Question number two. Question number three, I say. Question number three. 
Amazing thing. Esav says, and it's clear, but Yom Esav, I'm anyway going to die. I'm going to leave the world. What do I need this for anyway? What's that got to do with anything? He's hungry. He wants food. You have food. Sell it. What's it got to do with dying? Where's dying come into all of this? So these are the three questions I want to ask you on this episode. And I believe that we can, ask, we can answer them with an unbelievable yesoit. There's a Gemara in Brachas, Dafheim and Aleph. I'll tell you this Gemara. It's a fascinating Gemara. It's a Gemara that most of us know. And the Gemara tells us this. Omer of Levi Bar top of the daf. Omer of Shimon ben Lakish. Le'olam yargiz odom yeitzah toiv al yeitzahorah, says Rashi. There's a melchama. There's a war that you have to fight on your yeitzahorah every single day. The Gemara in Sukkah. Two places. Then every single day that yeitzahorah is mischadish. And says Rashi over here in Brochus of Heim and Aleph. That a person has to fight the melchama of a yeitzahorah. It's a battle, a constant daily battle with that Yetzirah. If you manage, you're good. And if I don't, I can't manage. The Yetzirah is getting the better of me. He's telling me to do that Avera. He's telling me to look at that screen. He's telling me to press those buttons. He's telling me to speak the Lashon What do I do? Says the Gemara, Open up a rash on you from us. I'm a chaya. And learn something. That will take away the Yitzhah. If you do good, then Gavaldic. It's not working. The Toysus isn't doing anything for me. What do I do now? Yikra Kriyashima. Kabolas O Malchus Shemayim. The Makabal that the Rabbani Shalom is Echad. Ah, what could be. Ah, unbelievable. That's going to stop the Aveira. If it works, beautiful. And if not, remember that one day you're going to be placed in the ground and you're going to rot. Is it really worth doing that, Avera? Says the Gemara, those are the stages. The Torah, the Kriya Shema, and if all of that doesn't work, that's what the Gemara tells us, the Eitzah, of how to get rid and how to fight our Yetzirah. Rabbi Sai, we have a very interesting thing in this week's parasha. Because here's Esau getting rid of the fact that he's a Bukhar, and what does he say? Listen to the words. I know you're holy chlomus. I'm going to die. But I'm going to say, what I need it for. Here's Esau jumping to step number three, where the Gemara tells us this is going to be the most powerful effect. And to Esau, it means nothing. I'm going to die when I need this for anyway. It's based on Migdash, serving a Bukhar, or mitzvahs. Ah, who needs it? I'm going to die. The Gemara tells us that's the highest level. What's the pshat? So I want to say over a story that I think answers this, you said. It's a famous, famous story. It's a story that I've said here before. But it's a story that I felt this, this year, perhaps we need a little bit of Chazara. And I want to say this story, and this story is going to answer up all of the questions. And the story goes like this. A yid, a chassid, comes to the Aptorov, and he says, Rebbe, what do I do? I'm making a chassana. I've got no parnasa. I've got nothing to marry off my daughter with. There's no way she's going to get married. What do I do? So the Aptorov told him, I've got an for you. The next business deal that comes your way, 
grab it, whatever it is. Just grab the next business deal that comes your way. Just take it. Do business with the first person that offers you business. So the Rebbe tells you that. You say, okay, a good chassid listens to the Rebbe. So he goes walking around town and he walks into an inn. And in the derech, in those days, the inn were full of you know, merchants and people stopping by at different marketplaces. And he notices in the corner of the inn, there's a whole crowd, there's a whole, something going on. He walks over and he says, what, what, what's, what's going on over here? And I get out of here, get out of here, get out of here, it's not for you. No, 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 what, what's going on over here? I need to know what's, what's, what's happening. He's like, oh, come on, it's not for you, we're selling diamonds. We're selling diamonds here. It's like, diamonds? Wow. Can I, can I buy, can, maybe I can buy a diamond? <laughs> but I can't, it's cute. You want to buy a diamond? That's right. you, know, you know these things are expensive? How much money do you have on you? He says, how much money? So he looks in his pocket. He says, oh, I have a ruble. <laughs> you got a ruble? What, are you crazy? This is diamonds over here. There's, there's a candy store down the street. Maybe go and buy yourself a packet of bubble gum. This is, this is diamonds. Run ruble. What are you going to do with the ruble? You, cr- you must be out of your mind. And everybody's laughing at him. Until one guy says, you got a ruble? I'll give you a business deal. I'll do something with that one ruble. I'll sell you my oilam haba for that ruble. Bang, all of a sudden, he says, the first business deal that comes my way, the rapper said, I have to do. No problem, you got yourself a deal. Here's the ruble. Get a star, get the Adim, star, Kenyan, the whole business. It's all there. They got it all written down with the Adim. They're writing it down. I, George Pfeiffer, I'm selling my Olam Haba to whoever it is with the Adim, the whole Nusuch, everything's done legit. Gives him the ruble. He thinks this is interesting. This doesn't seem like the way that the Yaptero probably meant me to make my money for my daughter's Hasana. But the Rebbe said it, we listen. And he walks away. And the guys are rolling and laughing. Look what we did. We saw him made a ruble for nothing for a piece of paper. And they're laughing. Until a wife, the wife of the fellow that just sold his oil in her bar, walks into the inn, checking on her husband. And she says, what's going on over here? Sounds like fun. What's happening? So they're laughing. They're saying, oh, you can't believe this guy walks in. He wants to buy a diamond for a ruble. What is he, crazy? We're not selling him no diamond. Do you know what we did? And it's the husband talking. He's like, I sold my oil in my bar. You, you, you did what? I, I, I sold my oil in my bar. I said, come on, it's only a piece of... You crazy? I'm going right now to the Rov. I want a divorce. I am not being married to a man with no oil in my bar. He's like, come on, chill out, take a chill pill. It's only a joke. It's right, a piece of paper. What is it already? Who cares? And she says, I'm telling you right now. I'm going, to the, I'm going to the road right now to get a divorce. I'm not being married to a man with no oil in my bar. She, he says, don't shit, take it easy. Let's go back to the guy. We'll get the money back. We'll get the star back. Shalom is wrong. So he finds the guy. He runs down the street, finds the guy. And he says, no, I want to please buy my oilam haba back give me the piece of paper I'll give you a ruble back and shalom al Israel. and the guy says no not happening I'm not selling it to you back so what are you talking about I, I just bought no no okay, you know I'll give you two rubles you want two rubles I'll double your money bang two rubles you'll do it he says no not, not a chance ten rubles a hundred rubles what do you want from me he says I'm making a chasna I need thirty thousand rubles you want to give me thirty thousand rubles no problem 
And he's thinking all the time. The Rebbe told me this is what I need to do to make money for my chasana. 30,000 rubles. The guy, you out of your mind? He's watching in the other eye. His wife is running over to the rock almost to get the divorce. He thinks to himself, well, I don't know, I've got my wife, I've got 30,000 rubles. Obviously, what's going to win? The wife, right? I hope. If that's the case, this guy comes along and he says, that's it, I'm giving you 30,000 rubles. He pulls it out, he gets the star, he rips it up. <sighs> he's married. His wife says, what were you thinking? What is the pshat? So she hears the whole story. This guy made it, you know, the guy who bought it. The whole story, I made a chasen, the rabbi told me the first business deal, this is the first business deal, they made my money, Baruch Hashem. She runs with her husband to the Abdurov. The rabbi, I don't understand something. That's all my husband's Olam Haba is worth one ruble? That's it? His entire Olam Haba, he's not the biggest, you know, tzaddik in the world, but he's done something right in his life. That's it, one ruble? And the Abdurov says to him, says to her, to both of them, you're right. When he sold that, that Olam Haba, he cheapened it so much it was only worth one ruble. But when he bought it back for 30,000 rubles, it got that value of 30,000 rubles. Rabbi, so let's go back to our questions. Let's go back to the parasha. Unbelievable thing. We asked the question, what happened to Oynah? What happened to overcharging? You know the answer is? There's no such thing as overcharging. It all depends on your value system. What do you value something? If you value something a lot, that's the word. If you value something in a bowl of soup, like Esau did, then that's all it's worth, is a bowl of soup. Because therefore, that's why it's no I know, and that's all it's worth in that case. Rabbi said there's a mission of Perky of us. The mission at the beginning of Perk Base. Interesting mission, it says, you should be careful in a light mitzvah, just like a chomur mitzvah. In other you don't, you know, don't, don't wait. Just be careful one to the other. Because you don't know the schar of a mitzvah. What are you going to say? This is the big mitzvahs, and these are the small ones. This is the Mishnah. No, no, it doesn't work that way. All mitzvahs have to be careful. Continues the Mishnah. They have a machashiv hefsid mitzvah keneged schara. Or schara veyre keneged hefsid. One second, I don't understand. Mishnah, you just told us that there's no difference between a heavyweight and a lightweight. And all of a sudden, here you're telling us that every machashiv hefsid mitzvah keneged schara. We don't make hashbainus, you just told us. Rabbi Isai says the hafla on this Mishnah. You know why? Because it all depends on your worth. A mincha! How much is a mincha worth to you? It's worth a lot. Would you give up a $10,000 business deal because you have to run out the office and go to mincha? Or would you say, I'm sure God understands. I'm sure God understands. I, I know minchas now. I understand there's a minion. $10,000. I've got to come on. I've got to do it. You know, there's a Omenia Heishimei Rabba being said in shul. But I've, I've just got to say something to my friend just for a minute. You know, I'm going to miss the Armenian. I'm, I'm just, just for a minute. What's it worth to you? Says the Hafla, Pshat in the Mishnah is, it all depends on your worth in the mitzvah. If you give something tremendous value, that is the value, that's the schar. But if you give it no value whatsoever, it makes no difference to you whether you do say the Lashon Hara, you don't say the Lashon Hara, you look, you don't look, then in a Hanami. That's the schar that you're giving it. Rabbi, I want to tell you an unbelievable sfarna. The Svarna says, when we said, and this is going to answer the other question, the answer is, 
We have a question on Hayoim. Kayoim. Vayoim Yaakov, you're talking to Esau, Mocha Kayoim. What's Kayoim? What's this today? But boys, this Sfona is, is life changing. Life changing. Says the Sfona, you know what it means? Because Esau is a Hayoim man. Everything is now, everything is instant. Everything is today. No waiting, no patience. Yaakov is saying today, you're Esau, you're a Hayoim man. Today, everything's about now. The instant pleasure that I can get for my life. That's why so many people are running after instant gratification. Instant pleasure. Yaakov is telling Esau, this is not a Hayoim religion. If you want everything to be instant and everything to be now, it doesn't work. You're in the wrong religion. That's not what it's all about. This religion is about persistence. It's about work. Imagine. I can't picture the scene. But imagine. A guy opens up a toysfus. And he wants to know pshat. And he comes and he says, Rebbe, I don't know pshat. How long do you spend on it? Oh, four and a half seconds. Five seconds. But I, I, I don't know pshat. Where's the art scroll? Let's go. Everything's got to be now. Instant pleasure. Instant gratification. You know those billboards. All over the world, the billboards with the lights, the flashing lights now. Instant pleasure. What can give you the most pleasure now and leaves you feeling totally empty? How many times do we do that? That's not what this religion is all about. That's not what Yiddishkeit is. Yiddishkeit is day after day, hour after hour. Rashi says in Brokhastav, hey, it's a Mulchama. And guess what? Whatever you do, wherever you go, you're going to have that Mulchama. Because that's the guarantee from Chazal. It's going to be a Mulchama, but you have to fight it. But if you're looking for Kayoim, if you're looking whatever can give me instant pleasure, whatever can make me feel good now, that is what Yaakov is telling Esau. And that's an Esau Mido inside us talking. That's not what this is all about. And Rabbi said we have to ask ourselves the question. How many times do we give up our Olam Habor for a bowl of soup. How many times do we give up our eternity? Because we need some instant pleasure. We need something to make us feel good. And the Torah is telling us, no. That's the ace of inside you talking. The ace of is saying, now. Get something now. Look now. Press now. Say this now. Whatever you want. It makes you feel good. Come on. We're in a generation now, right? Where everyone has to feel with all the parenting, with all the kids going off the derrick that everybody's busy with, make everyone feel good. You're doing great. You're amazing. And it's true. It's true. But a person sometimes gets sucked into it that everything's about what can I gain? What can I do to make me feel better? And that's, by the way, the order of Chazal. And that's what's unbelievable. The order of Chazal is first Torah, then Kriyashima, and then Yom HaMisa. Why didn't he put Misa first? A person wants to do an Aveira. You know, the first thing to think about is what? Yom HaMisa. I'm going to die. No way. I'm not doing this Aveira. You know why Chazal didn't do that? Because if you don't have an appreciation of Torah, if you don't have an appreciation of Mitzvahs, Kabbalahs, Oh, Malchus Shemayim, which is Kriyashima, then Yom HaMisa is not going to help you. That's Esau. Esau jumps straight to Yom HaMisa in the Pasuk. I'm going to die. That's what I need it for. No appreciation of Torah, no appreciation of mitzvahs. Yom Amis is not going to help you fall to the lowest depths because you've all about instant gratification. What can I gain? 
I'll tell you a Mordekamaisa, which I've said before, but who cares? This is a true story that happened here in Eretz Yisrael. There was a Bacha in a yeshiva years ago that loved drumming. Drumming by him, wow, he was the drummer. He was incredible. And he used to play sometimes at Simchas, which led him playing in certain uh, you know, activities and events. Someone came over to him and said, I've got an opportunity of a lifetime for you. I'm a music producer. I can make you famous. Wow, famous. All the money in the world. The stretch limousines, business class. Wow, running around the world. This is such, this is amazing. Every person's dream, every Goyish person's dream, get to Hollywood and reach the top of the world. And they realize that there's nothing going on. But the point is they came over to him and they offered him this opportunity of a lifetime. And he didn't know what to do. This was his dream. This is it. Here's my break. I can finally make it famous. People will know my name. I'll walk on the street. They'll walk my autograph. What could be better? Wow. There's no what to do. He's in yeshiva. So he does what every yeshiva bach is meant to do. And he go to your rebbe. And he say, what do I do? I'm stuck. Little small shyla. Do I take the opportunity? Or do I not? So the rebbe said, like every good rebbe, I'm not going to make the decision for you. I'm going to help you. And make the decision easier to understand. He said, you know what I'm going to tell you to do? Take a piece of paper. And on one side of the piece of paper, write down all the milers, all the advantages of what could happen if you take this job. On the other side, write all the disadvantages. And the Bacha said, no problem, I'll come back in 10 minutes. And he starts to write down all the money, limousines, business class, fame, fortune. Wow, TV interviews, can you imagine? All these amazing advantages. This is amazing. And then he writes down the disadvantages. And he comes to his Rebbe. So he says, come, let's go through them. He takes the piece of paper with the advantages. And he's starting to sweat. The page is full. 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 There's nowhere to write. With every single thing you can imagine of being famous. And the Rebbe's like, I don't know if I stand much of a chance. But when he gets to the bottom, he says, okay. Let's turn the page. Let's see what's on the other side of the page of the disadvantages of taking this job. And he turns the page and there's only one word written on the page. Eternity! He realized, this Bokha realized, if I do this, yes, it's wonderful. It's going to give me a schmack in this world, but I'll lose the entire eternity. I'll lose my next world. He understood that sometimes, and we all do it, or maybe I speak for myself, we sell our olam haba for a bowl of lentil soup, for something that's geschmack. Now I'm hungry. Give me that schnitzel. Give me that soup. That's all I care about. That's an ace of mida. That's an ace of situation. The stipler brings down a bichas parents. It brings a medrash. An ace of after this meisa brought a whole gang of friends to make a whole party. Let's celebrate. Look what I did. And then he realized what the Torah tells us. And he scratched. And he did. He screamed. Sa'aka gedoyla. Because he realized what he did. My boy said, that's the eight Sahara. Perhaps it's also the American dream. Eat, drink, be merry. For tomorrow you may die. That's the Aesop. That's the Aesop Midah. Just grab what you can. 
because life is going to end. And you know what? Guess what? The Gemara tells us the same idea in a different context. Chatoiv, chatoiv. We all know the famous Misa. Somebody went into Slobodka and he said, Rebbe, I want to learn Musa. What do I do? And he said, you know what? Go to the Ezra's Noshim and you'll learn Musa. I don't understand what that means. The middle of the night, walks into the Ezra's Noshim. He walks into his Medrash and he hears a faint voice from the corner of the Ezra's Noshim. And he strains to hear it. And he hears a bacha going over and over and over and over the same Maimah Chazal. Chatoiv, chatoiv. Grab, grab, grab. As the Gemara tells of this world is like a chasana. Grab it just like a wedding. It's exciting. It's beautiful. The smorgasbord, the reception, the dancing, the music. It's great. It's finished in a few hours. Chaparain. The Gemara says the same thing. That's what this world is. Chaparain. But what? The ace of, of instant gratification? Or understanding what Torah Mitzvah does to our lives? There was a businessman, very successful businessman. He worked at a company for over 22 years. He gave his life to this company. He was hardly at home. He lived and he breathed this company. One day after 22 years of working in this company, he walks over to his desk and he sees a note. The entire company has gone bust. We're being liquidated. Everybody is going to leave the building by the end of the day. And he can't believe it. This was his job for 22 years. I gave this job my life and it's gone. What choice did he have? So he takes a box and he starts emptying his desk. All his plugs, his wires, his chargers, his clipboards, his pens and pencils. You know, whatever he's got there. And he starts making his way slowly out the building. Looking around the last time and all the familiar surroundings. And as he gets to the front door, there's a security guard. He says, excuse me, sir, just hold on a minute. I need to check what's inside the box. He says, excuse me? What are, you, what, what are you checking? He said, well, I need to make sure that everything belongs to you and you didn't take, you know, maybe some spare paper or some, maybe some stapler machine or something with you. He said, are you crazy? I gave this company my blood, my sweat, my tears, my family. My entire life is this business and it's gone and you're worried about a few pencils. Rabbi said, we do the same thing. We live a life because that's what we need to do. We think what we do is important. And the Torah is telling us that's the ace of inside of us. Just live life. Do whatever feels good. Do whatever gives you pleasure. Do whatever gives you comfort. But that's ace of talking. Kayoim. As the floor as it's all about the it's all about today. It's all about today. That's what the Torah is telling us. Rabbi Sai, the message of this week's parasha is a message of life and how we, uh, how we look at how the things happened in our lives. So many times we grab those things because we think it's good for us. A little schmooze in the middle of davening, a little bit of Lashon some a little typing on the screen, something that shouldn't be typed in. It's only a minute! It's going to give me pleasure, I'm going to be happy! That's the ace of inside us. Rabbi should to recognize it, to fight it. Like Rashi said, it's a mulchama that constantly, daily, hourly has to be fought. And if we do that, the Rabbi will give us all siyat in our lives. Have a wonderful night.